No, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, embarrass myself now. Not tonight. You're not on the list. Hello, I'm Conor McLoon and welcome to the You're Not On The List podcast produced weekly for Rewind That Track. On this podcast, we interview, dive deep and take a journey into the lives of those in the music industry. Everything from backstage to onstage, we're here to chat to the people that make up the scene. Now, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you very much for checking it out. If you haven't already, can you hit that follow button on Spotify or Apple Music? And can you give us a five-star rating if you enjoy the series? For season two, we're going further and uploading parts of the interview to the YouTube channel the weekend after it's released on audio. So if you want to see the interview, head over to the Rewind That Track YouTube page. My guest this week is an MC, poet, a label owner, and the smiliest man in DMB. it's Inja. During this episode, we discuss his origins into MC culture. One of the things that, that like I got from Luton before I moved over to Cambridge was um, the dance music culture. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they used to have some serious underground illegal raves. I bring up the time I met him back in 2017 at Hospitality in the Park. There's the semi-viral video that went around. It was actually at Hospitality in the Park. I'm gonna have to show you now to retwig your oh, memory. Oh no! Oh, shut up! That's amazing! And we discuss the highs and the lows of performing live. I've had I've had it where, you know, I know X-Man talked about it and it's not something that I've ever really mentioned before, but I've had it where, like, you know, I've had to tell females off or trying to touch me inappropriately while I'm on yeah. stage in small venues. My guest this week is without a doubt the most positive and energetic man in the DMB scene, a hugely talented MC, label owner, vibe enforcer, and happy chappy. He's had releases on the likes of Hospitality, Souped Up, won DMB Arena Awards, has spent years crowd controlling and raising the energy at any event that is lucky enough to have him on the mic. It's Inja. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good morning, my man. I'm just getting flipping room service trying to kick me out of the room. <laughs> like, bro, they're knocking on the door again. Someone's That's all right, mate. That's all right. One sec. Hello? Hello? Um, I, I check out at two. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm on an interview. I'm doing an interview. Okay. That's all right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, two times in your one phone call, bro. It's live. It's live. This is what it is. It's live. It's all right. It's all good. We it's are all live. good. <laughs> Anything goes. Anything goes. We're rolling with the punches. Um, like you said there, you played at Lakota last night. You played in Bristol. How was yeah. the set, mate? Oh, the set was amazing. I got to do my This Is Inja show. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, not even a show. It's just like a set. Um, and yeah, it was wicked. Like Lakota's always vibes. Bristol is always vibes. Bro. Yeah, it's got a really good drum and bass scene, hasn't it? Really good music scene. I think it's something that if you're not necessarily, it's not like obviously one of the big, like massive cities in the UK, but if you know, yeah. and if you are in the music industry, you know that Bristol has such an incredible music scene and has such an incredible crowd and has such a lively place. But if you're not necessarily into that, you might not put it as like one of the top four, top five cities in the UK that has like such a massive uh, massive music scene but obviously trip hop like ronnie size everyone coming from that area it's got a, it's got a lot of heritage around the drummer bass scene hasn't it yeah loads man loads you know you've got dj die you've got crossed you've got um motion lakota you've got some like world famous venues around here yeah. that have been going for years like you know i heard i heard yesterday like lakota's nearly been going for 30 years has it really i didn't realize it was that long yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a staple part of the culture here yeah and like 
like, yeah, Bristol's just, it's, it's an amazing city. Yeah. It's so, it's so much fun. There's so much vibes here. Yeah. Like I love, I love coming to Bristol. Yeah. I've not actually, I've, I've only drove through it, you know, myself. It's one of those ones that I've not actually been able to experience yet. Not been able to put it in person. I know, I know. I've just, I've just, I've just picked that up the whole time there and haven't been rolling through yet. So it's, it's oh, on the bucket well, list. It's on the bucket list. You listen, yeah, you need to sort out that list and get your priorities <laughs> straight. Yeah. And you need to flip in. How many lineups have you seen that have been going on in Bristol? That oh, you're, real. Every you're motion one, every see. motion one, every Lakota one it is. Yeah. It's on the, it's on the bucket list. So I'm up in Manchester at the moment. So it's a little oh, bit, okay. it's a little bit far to roll through um, just to, just for an event, but it is, Ooh. it's definitely on the bucket list before, you before got, we die. You've got some venues up there though as I well. Manchester is one of the cities that I like, you know, I'd put it down like a hundred percent, man. Manchester is high up on the list. Yeah. You've played a lot of shows up here as well before, haven't you? Yeah. 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 yeah a lot, a lot over the time. Have you got any sort of standout ones from sort of Manchester that you sort of stick out in your head at all? Oh, I mean, I mean, let's be real warehouse project. Yeah. How can, yeah. how can you not, if you're asking standout shows in Manchester yeah. and like man's managed to play warehouse project, how can that not be a, like, <laughs> let's be real. That's the top of the list, bro. It's monumental, like, isn't it? The size, you, the scale, sort of the room, the, the, uh, oh, yeah. The first time I arrived in that venue. Yeah. I, I shat my pants and basically left everyone that I was with and literally sprinted off. <laughs> like I, do, like I turn into a child in certain venues, right? I literally, like, I, I left all the gang just to yeah. run off because I was like, oh my God, we're in a massive warehouse. It's amazing. The size, the sound systems, like Manchester's got a great vibe as well, man. They're yeah. like, Bristol, Bristol and Manchester are two amazingly vibrant cities. I don't know if it's the fact that they are so far from London that they've yeah. had to create their own hub and like, you know, and, and within creating their own hubs, they're a, uh, they're a bio verse for everything around them. Yeah. Like, and for all of the areas around them, because they have just made themselves into pivotal um, places for the culture in the UK. You do, yeah. Like, there's a lot of love for, for drum and bass, and there's a lot of love for other music now outside of the outside of that London sort of inner circular, isn't there? You can go to sort of towns like smaller cities, whatever, because there's such a universal sound now. You can just you can feel the love like at sort of any any places you go to. But then, but then I think like the thing with Manchester and Bristol is that they are like like across the whole board of dance music and just music in general. Um, you could you could go out to something pretty amazing and niche and underground or the complete opposite. Yeah. Which every night of the week if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, and that for me is is like the signs of a thriving city that has culture and heritage. Yeah. Like, and, like, and like they do. Like, come on, man, Manchester. Like, the, the, like the heritage of dance music. Like between between the southwest and the northwest. Like, there's some serious heritage there. There is the whole hacienda sort of acid house stuff. Like you said, early '90s sort of drum and bass yeah, when it was taking it off, like shooting into the ceiling for reloads and stuff like that. We've had it on the podcast before. People yeah. discussing it. There's a lot of heritage. Like, there's a lot of heritage. Yes, but like you know, even even to like the groups that like made it out of them areas that conquered the world, like yeah. you know, from your Porter's heads to your Happy Days, like it's yeah. like that's 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 some serious heritage. Like to you flipping like um, oh, I can't even think of all the words and all yeah. the there is there's someone in the water. There's someone in the water yeah. in the cities. Yeah. There's someone in the water in the cities. The origins of raves and MC culture are different for every artist. I wanted to find out how Inja was introduced to the scene. 
to take it sort of all the way back where we were talking about heritage and where we we're talking about different locations and being brought up and how can it, it can impact you. Was it uh, born in Luton, raised in Cambridge for yourself? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born in, what are sort of those two cities? I mean, but before I moved up to Manchester, I used to live probably about 30, 40 minutes from Cambridge. So I've been out there a couple okay. of times before. Um, yeah. What was it sort of like growing up around that area um, when you was like with musical influences and what you were sort of like taking on board when you were sort of like in your early career? Well, well, like, um, you know, the musical influences, all my family are Jamaican, so it was heavy reggae. Yeah. Like, it's heavy reggae. And, like, you know, I, 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 I had, like, the first half of, well, well, the first part of my life, I was brought up in and around Luton mm. um, with all my family. And, you know, so it was a heavy, there's a heavy Jamaican influence into everything. But then one of the things that, that like, I got from Luton before I moved over to Cambridge was um, the dance music culture. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, they used to have some serious, serious underground illegal raves like there was this uh, thing called exodus like which was which was like you know i've looked up i've looked up all of the histories of all these things but it's like you know i used to hear tapes of these of this music that my older cousins would play and stuff like that yeah. so like i think i think before i even got to cambridge i'd already like heard a lot about like all these different kind of dance musics and stuff like that. And and actually like I used to travel back and I used to take friends from Cambridge to go to these massive illegal raves in Luton. Yeah. Like when we could when we could actually like, you know, when someone finally got to the age old enough where we we're like, right, someone's got a car, let's go. Like, yeah. We went down and like and like Exodus was it was ginormous, man. They used to do this they used to do this weekender, like, um, and I think like I don't I don't know the full story because I can't uh, recap it in my head, but it's all online for you to find. But basically, like a legal rave group of group of individuals, beautiful human beings that helped that helped the whole surrounding areas and gave them something to go for and to let loose and to you know get rid of all the pressure and the stress of life. Yeah. Um, but it ended up that they'd like done warehouses, they'd done quarries, they'd done woods, they'd done every kind of shape or form, and they ended up getting a farm. I think a farmer. I don't know if the story's correct, so don't quote me. But like they ended up getting like some farmland yeah. um, just outside of Luton and they used to put on these massive weekenders in yeah. August like bank holiday weekenders like and it was like it was amazing right you go down there and it was I suppose for me it was like my first sites of going to an actual festival without really realizing I was going to a festival yeah but yeah like, so is this like hardcore music that they're playing or is this sort of like acid house or is this playing, like no 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 man they're playing all sorts so they're probably you know you'd hear flipping jungle you'd hear garage you'd you'd, you'd have the hardcore you'd yeah. have the, the techno all sorts like they have multiple like sound systems yeah. like in these things and like you know people would come and set up their rigs like and like yeah so we used to go down like it covered everything yeah like you could you could find everything to the fr- flipping loads of people around a flight fire playing drums and all of that sort yeah, of thing yeah. you know what i mean like the proper hippie stuff but like yeah that that was like a massive influence and then in cambridge um i think musically um it was a night called warning yeah yeah still like, going isn't it still going strong still going, still going strong big up all of the warning family like you know they were the ones that i used to sneak in there back door back door entry yeah yeah well you know it's one of them ones in it like i used to sneak in there um maybe maybe i wouldn't have had the identification to get through the front door but you know (laughs) who knows um but i got in there and it was amazing and you know they even had like a room two in there 
where like you could jump up and grab the mic so like i so is this where you were cutting your teeth you think like is this where you start actually no no and that is the that is the place i got to cut my teeth yeah like full stop like you know like warning warning was amazing for that and all of the the warning promotion gang like you know they they like let me do it (laughs) so do you sort of like um do you practice like do you practice bars at home or have you written down like bars at home because obviously you're a poet as well and you're spoken word artist and stuff like that so would you sort of like been like right i'm gonna i'm gonna prep something so i know when i go to the next warning that i can jump on mic and start spitting or was it just sort of like spare at the moment yeah i think i think like i think definitely uh, i would write like I, I I used to um I used to uh, when I was when I was young I used to get sent down to my grandma's in East Ham okay um, in London and like when I first like you know like parents wanted a weekend off like yeah. them ones in it like so they'd send me down to grandma's and like there wasn't much to do but pirate radio and like I basically used to like try and time it where I could go down and listen to may he rest in eternal powers and peace go and listen to skibbity with shabbity yeah. and I used to go and record tapes of them guys so it was like it was all like a learning curve and you know just hearing hearing how high they set the bar Cool FM, like Cool FM, absolutely. Man, man rehearsed so many of them tapes in my head, like yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll never forget the dials on them. But yeah, you know, listening to them guys, like, and and then and then being able to to like go to warning and stuff like that, you know, like the Super Sundays with the, what was it, Brocky Debt, Skibber, like Shabba would get involved. Like yeah. that was like as a kid hearing all of that. Like that was amazing, yeah. and then and then being able to like you know go back home and then like you know maybe like find my way into a club that's that's got like the best DJs and MCs there, yeah. like mate, yeah, it all it all it, it's all a massive part of um, the journey and a massive part of what's made me who I am. What was the moment that you think you sort of like uh, were like, oh, I can, I can, I can, I can sort of do this like full time now. I can sort of take this as a career, or this is like the journey that I want to go down. Is there like a, is there an event in your mind, or is there sort of like a series of events where you were like, actually, I've got something here. It's regularly going well. I'm getting a good reception from the crowd. I'm re- regularly sort of being able to uh, attend these events to do this. Um, I think. Um, well, the thing is with me, I, I'd always loved doing it, and. Um, I, I've never minded working for all the various jobs that I've worked because I've always lived sort of by a saying of um, you do what you have to to enable you to do what you want. Yeah. Because I think that's very important. Like, But I don't know, the first time, I don't really know when the first time was really because uh, I just I just was always, it's music something that I've always been involved in. Like I think, I think it, it definitely got to a point where I was like, right, okay, I'm going to have to stop doing the, the other jobs that I was doing. So maybe we're talking like 2014, 15, maybe? Okay. Like 2015, 2016, most definitely, I think. Yeah. Like, you know, but then I'd still like do bits part time, like up until probably like 2017, 2016, yeah. 2017. So, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Right? And um, I'm going to have to uh, embarrass myself now and sort of say, because I said about when we were doing the preamble and when I messaged you, I've been a fan of you for for time. We have actually met uh, once before, and there's a, uh, there's a there's a, there's a semi viral video that went around. It was actually at Hospitality in the Park. I'm going to have to show you now to retweet your oh, memory. Oh, no, um, God. I'm gonna have to retweet you now, but I'm this lad that is in the in the vest uh, that is gassed, and I'm gonna put this on the screen. Yes, I don't know if you remember it at all, but I was just gassing you up the whole time. How you doing, mate? You alright? Right, I'm here now. Right now, we're in There is no one sicker 
Lawrence, no one newer, no one with a fresher flow, like I said, no other newer MC. You've got to see him at fucking this festival, you see him at festival, you see him at a lot of others. You see this boy MCing in here, newer, stop no it, one, stop no it. one with the freshest flows, the freshest rhymes, the best words. Everyone else is stuck in 2000, everyone else is stuck in 1995, but this man here is bringing it. I'm meant to be asking no, you about this whole party, bro. Sorry, no, cut down, cut down, cut down. I can't, I can't actually take all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. the market this viral thing so oh, uh, you oh. are there like so we have met once before i don't know that's amazing i'm gonna put it on the youtube video i was like i wonder if i'll ever get to speak to him again to chat to you I, this is the perfect time now to say that yeah i, two, I think that was 2017 hospitality yeah. in the park yeah. uh, at finsbury park you were going around interviewing people backstage and interviewing the crowd and stuff like that rolling through with yeah. the camera people uh, and i had a couple of drinks and was just I stood there in a vest because it, it was a hot day like energy like obviously a lot of crowd a lot of people together and was just um absolutely just kissing your ass the whole time like that's you up on it so we have actually met before i have been a fan for time um, oh, so it's just uh you. it's interesting mate to, to be able to chat to you now and obviously uh, to to yeah just uh, to, to have a conversation again how do you find this hospitality like i mean because that's something that's quite new like hospitality in the woods hospitality in the park probably going since 2000 i might be wrong here but like 2016 ish isn't it um i couldn't tell you when they started in the park but what yeah. i do know about hospitality is they put on amazing mon monumental events like their production is second to none and from from going from events to essentially doing their own mini festivals, it's mind blowing, bro. Yeah, that's like that's that is showing a beautiful sign of progression, um, not just for them as an organisation, but the fact that there's enough people that want to come to these things. Yeah. So it's showing in the numbers and in the people and the vibes there. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it right. absolutely is. And like, it just gets bigger and bigger every year. Um, there are more events coming out every year. Do you feel like there was ever a time where, where a drum and bass sort of took a dip? I would say that like, I've, I've not necessarily experienced it for as long as you have. So I, I wouldn't be able to sort of say from my personal level, but do you think there was ever a sort of time, not necessarily a dip, but like now where it's exploding, you've got these day festivals. It's like, it's, it's more, it wasn't always necessarily as, as popular as it is nowadays, was it? Um, no, but I think, I think one of the things you can say that, but a lot of the people that have worked worked in in drum and bass from the beginning they have consistently worked mm. like so although it might look from outside looking in that yeah oh it might not be that popular amongst the masses at certain times like drum and bass the beauty of it is it's always had a massive core foundation yeah and and i think with um with with the next generations because you know every couple of years there's always a shift in in like the people and there's always evolution in like a turnover of people but drum and bass has always had a hardcore fanship but definitely in recent times it feels like you know the ripple effects are going far and wide but yeah. then i say that but then i speak to when i've been on tour and gone across the world and I speak to people from from all over the place and they're like yeah man uh, we remember the first time you know like legends like flipping like groove right the Fabio or DJ Thai or SS or Brian yeah. G they're like yeah we remember when all these guys came over for the first time so it's like so actually when you really look at it like you know like the 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 core original members and like the people that have stuck with it and been consistent and persistent to it they've always worked yeah like, and they've traveled the world yeah it's not just like oh yeah you know you might get like a couple of gigs here and there around the country they've been traveling the world and touring the world yeah like 
pretty much all of our lives. Yeah, so yeah. like, so like, I think drum and bass has always had a core, a definite big core following, and like that's worldwide. But also, it really does feel like the the next generations coming up are really feeling it. It's mm. really resonating with them, with them again, which which is beautiful because it's just like, oh my God, great, like, great. Like, new generations great. coming through, new fans, yeah, new people man. that are introducing, like the bit yeah. amount of times that you'll see, um, like people that will obviously be maybe their first festival, their first rave, and it might be the first time they're hearing Moving Fuse and Turbulence, or it might be the first time they're hearing Mr. Happy Live and something like that that you've been listening to yeah. for like years yeah. and years and years. You're seeing some lives, 17, like, yeah, 17, 18 year old rolling through and you're seeing the energy in their face and you're like, you know that this is the classic but this is the first time that they're listening to that live and you're like ah oh, it's mad to be able to think that like somebody's experiencing like a, a classic for the first time maybe they're experiencing their first mc for the first time at a thing and they're like oh wow this is fucking sick like i don't necessarily hear this in other music and you never hear people spitting over bars or spitting like spitting over music and to, mm-hmm. to witness that like you said new generations come through new people turning 18 all the time um it's got to be special yeah it is and like you know the fact is that as much as there might be a song that let's say you and i know um everything is brand new until the first listen. Mm-hmm. And that's to everyone across the whole board. There is mm-hmm. endless music to me that is brand new that I have never heard that might be flipping 50 years old. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's always brand new for your first listen. And the fact that, that like, you know, there's a massive uh, vibration and resonance around this sound and the kids are searching it out and finding it and coming to these places where we're at right now. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. It's fantastic. And just to talk about new music and obviously to talk about new waves and new things coming through, you launched your music label at the start of this year, Indie yeah. Music. What was it that sort of made 2022 the right time to, you know, like, you you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna release and I'm going to have my own label. I'm going to put out tunes. We're going to put other people's music out as well down the line. Like, what, what was it around that time that made you go, right, this is the time now? Um, I think it's just, I, th- I think it was just, it just felt right that, and, and it was like, you know what, like, yeah let's 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 give it a go man let's just give it a go like what's the like mate if you stand at the table and you've got the dice in your hand and you don't roll them and you put them down and leave you'll never know what happened yeah that's true that's true you don't want to live with regrets and you don't want to list oh what if what if type thing um and obviously it's been one thing i was going to talk about that it's been absolutely smashing it one thing about yourself which i think is so unique not necessarily new new, unique to you but it's not it's not even anything that you necessarily see in the music industry as well nowadays as as you used to is the amount of effort that you put into your releases by shooting videos by having sort of the multi-band multi-thing release you're not just putting out a track you're getting the video recorded you're recording that it's then a bigger release it's going across multiple platforms you've got the video platform as well as the audio platform that's something that's quite unique and sort of it is, is, is a lot more rare nowadays than it sort of maybe might have been 10, 15 years ago. What is it that you've, what is it that makes you decide to actively choose to shoot that music video, to get that produced and released and finished as well as the, as well as the tune? Um, I think, I think it's just, um, it's, it's just, that's the representation that I feel I want. Yeah. Um, it's nothing more than that. Yeah. Like, like, you know, and with, with having my own label and my own platform to do that, it means that I can essentially do that with anything and everything that I want. Yeah. And, and that's, that's literally all it is. Yeah, it's absolutely um, noted, mate. Like the the amount of effort and the extra steps that you are going into the uh, into the releases and into the branding there is, uh, yeah, is second to none, um, and absolutely fantastic. As someone who is performing at multiple clubs around the country on Friday and Saturday evenings, Inja's been to a fair few venues. I wanted to find out his favourite in the UK. 
One thing that I was going to talk about there, because we were talking about Lakota and we are talking about Manchester and other bits and places. Where's your sort of, where's your favourite location to play or your favourite club to play in the UK? Oh, God. Difficult, I know, it's You're difficult. Out of order. You're out of order, mate. <laughs> um, all right, let's start at home. Cambridge. Yeah. Uh, the Junction, warning. Yeah. Brighton, um, Concord 2. Good choice. Um, uh, London. Printworks, okay. Steel Yards, E1, um, Bristol, um, Motion, Lakota. I used to love the Blue Mountain. The Blue Mountain went like, I love I love all these venues, yeah, that are like, I love doing all of the big shows, but there's also something nostalgic about going to the small venues with a crazy loud sound system, Black Swan yeah. in Bristol. Like, do you know what I mean? Like crazy loud sound system. It's not bougie. Like the whole thing about this culture, I think, is um is is it's accepting of anyone any shape form just anyone and everyone yeah no one no one cares if you're there to enjoy that's the whole thing it's not like your standard like friday night gang that all go on the main high street strip of every single town that pretty much all look identical all the men pretty much look the same dressed the same all the women pretty much look the same dressed the same yeah. like they do you know what i mean like this is like it's universal it's open and this culture is here for everyone. Yeah. And I think like just having all of them venues that are like, great, I can go somewhere where if I don't want to dress up, I don't have to. If I just want to go out in my tracksuit and listen to some flipping amazing music or find some new frequencies, mm. like that's what all these venues and cities are. But anyway, back to the thing. Like, so they're the Bristol ones, Manchester. Um, come on, man. Like warehouse project. Like it's ridiculous. And oh, I can't remember the name of the place. That's like three floors. Um, yes or hidden or um yeah. south or yes yeah. hidden or got some yeah. killer venues man like yeah birmingham the mill in birmingham like you know like i love I, to be fair i just i just love playing and if the sound system's good and there's people there it doesn't matter if there's no yeah. one come to see me if the sound system's good man's happy bro yeah, you are happy. Like I said, man, I've seen you so many times play live. You do, you are absolutely infectious with the crowd, the energy, the positivity, and the vibe. It does make such a difference. And you are such a unique character in drum and bass um, and in the music industry. Just, just uh, absolutely 100% good vibes throughout, which is, uh, which is obviously represented in your music, represented in your branding, represented in every sort of uh, performance that you do. It is, it is fantastic to watch, mate, and fantastic to see. To sort of, uh, to, to, to pick your brains again, we've said about all the positivity and all the other good stuff. What sort of, have you got one sort of standout venue or one sort of standout event where you're like, oh, this is something really fucked up here or something messed up? Is there anything in your mind where you, what, you like, sort of, oh, 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 something that's happened, yeah, something's gone wrong, yeah. Oh, like, what's, what's the worst thing that's happened to you at a, uh, at a live music event before? Um, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one, but we'll just go for the one that you can say, you know, the legal ones um, or the, uh... <laughs> the ones, the ones that I can say, um, I mean, I mean, like being uh, pretty much being strip searched by security. Like, yeah. That's something that's absolutely horrible based on the fact that I've told them I'm, I'm, I'm coming in, I'm working, you know, I've got my IDs and everything. I'm yeah. polite. Um, I'm literally going to be in there for like an hour and 20 minutes max. I've turned up 10 minutes before my set. There was one venue that literally kept on doing that to me, like religiously uncomfortably like literally like hands all over everything everywhere and mm. i'm like like guys to the point where it even like it's even been embarrassing where i've had um 
I've had I've had members of the public who are queuing that have then started shouting at these guys yeah. like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, yeah, like he's performing. We're, we're yeah. coming to see him. Like yeah. we're coming to see him and the guys that he's with, and like you're strip searching him. Like, like literally, yeah. like that stuff is is horrible. Um, I've had I've had it where you know I know X Man talked about it, and it's not something that I've ever really mentioned before. But I've had it where like you know I've had to tell females off for trying to touch me inappropriately while I'm on yeah. stage in small venues. Um, if the shoe was on the other foot, you like you know it's not good either way. Um, uh, nobody likes that consent is, is is something that we should all regard exceedingly highly and not do anything without that yeah um, very uncomfortable scenarios where I've, you know i've had to stop music before and been like yo like <laughs> what are you doing like you know i don't i don't ever want to really cuss anyone like you know, um, I know you're a human being like you said nobody wants to nobody should be touching anybody in the world without their consent or nobody should be doing anything that makes them feel comfortable regardless of the situation um and yeah it's just it's just a really strange situation a really strange situation strange situation and uh yeah it's 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 not very fun and it takes a bit of the joy out of um uh, out, out of what i'm doing but at the, but at the end of the day what we also have to remember is i put myself in a position of objectification by being up on stage by doing what i am doing so you know not that that is any way shape or form an excuse hmm. or or like a justification of them sort of things but it's 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 understandable yeah. a little bit because i'm putting myself on a platform it's still not acceptable yeah should be tolerated yeah, no, absolutely agreed, mate. And like you said, there has been that viral video of uh, X Man, like obviously said a couple of times now. It's been actually a few of, of, of like of him saying like, "Get off me!" Like, what you're doing, like stopping the music, rightfully so as well, because um, you do need to draw attention to it if it's happening, and you don't want people to repeat the behaviour, and you it don't makes want you it to feel be uncomfortable, and it and it makes you feel unsafe then there's something to point out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, stand by that and absolutely agree with you there, mate. I'm, I'm sorry that you've obviously had to experience that. I mean, I mean, it's no, it's, it's like, it's like I, I, I put it in the same category as the flipping minor racism and all of that sort of stuff in life that you that you sometimes have to go through. So it's like, you know, uh, we, we get up and we go again yeah. and we don't hold anything against anyone and every day is a brand new beginning and we get a fresh start. So it's like, you know, we try to move forward like that. 100% mate 100% um, and if I could ask you just because I'm very conscious of time because I know you've got to get out of the hotel room uh, oh, well they haven't come knocking again they haven't come back again like... <laughs> what I was going to ask just to, uh, to, to finish on nicely if you could give a piece of advice to any sort of upcoming MCs or any upcoming artists that wanted to work in the music industry maybe this maybe this weekend like the, the weekend that this podcast goes out they've got their first set they're spitting over their first set they're performing over their first set they're MCing what advice would you give uh, to any sort of upcoming artists or any upcoming up MCs oh god what, what advice would I give um i would say just try and be you and as long as you're happy don't try and please anyone else other than yourself when you can feel that you've done a good job and you're happy you're not being gaslit you're not being gassed um you're you're just genuinely happy in yourself because you feel and you know that you've done something that you can be proud of like that's all it's it's all like 99.9% of everything that affects us is all in our mind. 
Hmm. Like so from when you can become the master and controller of that, not even the master, when you can start mastering certain aspects of it. And you know what I mean? We only use five percent to ten percent of our brain anyway. So it's like we ain't mastering nothing right now. <laughs> but like but like let's be real. Like from when you can um when you can find yourself being content in what you do and have pleasure in it and be happy in yourself, like that's all that matters. Yeah. Like, the main thing is that you're doing something that makes you happy. And if it makes you happy and it resonates with other people, then you're on the right path. Fantastic advice, mate. Absolutely fantastic advice. And hopefully that does touch someone out there that is going out there for the first set. Then we gassed up. Then we gassed up after hearing that now, mate. Then we high energy um, and looking forward to it. Inja, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to chat to you today. Like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you too tight. Uh, I don't want. I don't want you to get kicked out again um, by uh, by, by housekeeping. I just speak to them. I just be like, they, the thing is, they keep on knocking and running. Get them on camera. Get them on camera as well. No. <laughs> Wait, they keep on knocking and running, fam. If they just opened the door and came in, then I could chat to them and call it out and it'd be calm. Yeah. But like, yeah, these knock door runners, man. Yeah, Jeez. you can't be having it. You can't be having it. Um, oh, mate, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me, Connor. Listen, mate, I've told you once, I've told you twice, you're not on the list. All right, all right.